one of my friends and early mentors, Sam Silverstein, who's an accountability expert, the phrase that I keep coming back to of Sam's is, are you willing to do what you have to do so you get to do what you want to do? And sales is one of those things that we have to get better at so that we get to do what we want to do, which is deliver the main product or service or program of our core business. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's your host, the Small Biz Chat Lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Are you ready to shine on a national stage? Join me in Philadelphia, September 21st to the 23rd for Brand in Demand Live. I want to teach you how to become a national sought-after brand in your field. It's time for you to take the spotlight that you deserve. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, America's number one small business expert. And I'm so excited to welcome you to another episode of the Small Biz Chat podcast. Now, if you're looking for ways to boost your sales, you're in the right place. We have suggestions for fixing your mindset about sales. If you're one of these people that just hate sales, here on the Small Biz Chat podcast, we talk about how to start and grow a successful small business. My guests have amazing insight to share, and you will get sage advice from multiple angles. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure, and that is always our goal. You can watch the Small Biz Chat podcast on my Small Biz Lady Facebook fan page or my YouTube channel. So please feel free to like and share and subscribe because we want more people to get this valuable information. Now it's time for me to turn to my very first guest, David Newman. He is the author. He is the best-selling author of Do It Marketing, and his latest book is Do It Selling. He's also the founder of the Do It MBA mentoring program and host of The Selling Show, a top-rated business podcast with over 300 episodes. David helps professional service sellers land better clients, bigger deals, and higher fees. And that's what he's about to help all of us do. For more information, head over to doitmarketing.com forward slash selling. David, welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Hey, Melinda. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, gosh. You know, you are somebody who I have known since before the world knew the Small Biz Lady. So it's such a pleasure to have you here. And I want you to start by telling us your your sort of origin slash evolution story. Sure. Well, I had a legitimate job at one point. I had a 10-year inside corporate consulting career, working for big technology consulting, HR and management consulting firms. 2002, went out on my own, figuring, I know how to train. I know how to speak. I know how to consult. How hard can it be? And guess what? I found out how hard it can be because at that point as an entrepreneur, and of course, I wish I had had small biz lady in my pocket back then, but she didn't exist back in 2002. It's not about doing the work. It's about getting the work. And I was a disaster 
at marketing and selling, and I hit every brick wall and every dead end. I made every mistake in the book. I made the good ones twice. And it was such a struggle that the evolution of my business was looking back on that poor little struggling corporate refugee and saying, what do I wish I knew? What capabilities, what competencies, what strengths did I lack then that I can now give to people who are newer entrepreneurs or even mid-career entrepreneurs and even a few advanced, very successful entrepreneurs to help them break through to their next level of revenue and result. So it all started, but it started as kind of a hot mess and a disaster. Right. So you became your own best student first, basically. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So how did, you know, you realizing that people need to learn how to sell lead to you creating the the do it the do it marketing MBA? Like how how did that come about? Yeah. Well, it's funny because I had started out doing a lot of one-on-one coaching. So one-on-one coaching then led to online courses. The problem with online courses, and I think this is still the problem today, my first online course came out 10 years ago. People would buy the course. And Melinda, you know this, and it's, it's just a sad fact of life. People who are information junkies, they buy the information, they download the information, they may even look at the information, but they don't implement the information. Right. So rather than say, hey, here's a course, good luck, uh, we now started to add mentoring and coaching and personalized guidance and accountability, and that's really the secret formula of our MBA mentorship, it's not just teaching it to you. We teach it, we coach it, we do it with you. And there's even some done for you components to it so that people really generate results, unlike passively watching a course or buying an ebook or downloading yet another stream of videos that you're never going to take a look at. Right, right. So what do you think are people's biggest challenges with sales today? Well, I think it's very similar to what to what my experience was, is that we start a business because we're great at doing the work. And I don't think if you ask any entrepreneur, any small business owner, hey, why did you get into the business that you're in? Very few of them would say, because I love selling. I love sales. I hope I get to sell all day, every day, 24-7. Yes, I've got a business that does X, Y, and Z. But man, do I love the sales process. Sales is almost always an afterthought and sales is almost like a necessary evil. So when I sometimes talk to entrepreneurs and I say, you know, most of the people I talk to, they love the work of the work. They love the work of the work. They just don't like the sales part. And they hold up the sales part like it's a little dirty rat. And it's like, oh, I have to do this. So one of my friends and early mentors, Sam Silverstein, who's an accountability expert, the phrase that I keep coming back to of Sam's is, are you willing to do what you have to do so you get to do what you want to do? And sales is one of those things that we have to get better at so that we get to do what we want to do, which is deliver the main product or service or program of our core business. Well, okay. So let's say I'm one of these people that hate sales. I'm not, but let's just pretend that I am. What could you do with somebody like me to help me get better quickly? 
So one of the first things that we talk about, and this is one of the early chapters in the Do It Selling book, is take the word sales and selling out of your vocabulary. Replace them with two new words, invitation to a conversation. Because no one's afraid of an invitation. Usually an invitation on the other end of that is something good. A picnic, barbecue, cake, singing, bourbon. Invitations are good. No one's afraid of getting an invitation. No one's afraid afraid of sending an invitation. Conversation is also great because conversations where you exchange ideas, build relationships. Some of those relationships might end up as clients or customers. Some might end up as referrals. Some might end up as lifelong friends. So reframe selling as simply a series of invitations to a conversation about how you can help that person. I love it. So really, it's it's sort of like about the service as opposed to the sale, right? That's really what you're getting at. So why is mindset and attitude so critical in sales? I think the number one thing holding people back is not a lack of strategy. It's not a lack of tactics, not a lack of templates, not a lack of script, because all of those are available in abundance everywhere you look. There's blogs, there's videos, there's courses, there's all kinds of things. This is like reading a weight loss book. Most weight loss books say, um, you got to eat less and move more. Most personal finance books say you got to save money, tear up your credit cards and stop spending more than you're earning. But the personal finance books on Amazon and in your local bookstore, endless weight loss books, endless. These are both billions and billions of dollar industries because knowing what to do is not the challenge. Changing your behavior so that you actually implement and do those things, that's where mindset comes into play. So we always work on three things at the same time, mindset, skill set, and tool set. And getting people into action because action leads to traction, traction leads to momentum, momentum leads to results. Love it. Love it. So do you think that, you know, a lot of small business owners say they struggle with sales because they're so busy and like, who's got time for, for cold calls? What's your answer to that? So cold calling is a gigantic waste of time, but everything that you have ever bought. And one of the premises of the do it selling book is take off your salesperson hat, put on your prospect hat. Would you respond? to that initial outreach that you're sending out. If it's batch and blast, spam, copy and paste, blow everyone out of your LinkedIn network, you know, the connect and spam people, we wouldn't respond to that. So why in the world as a small business owner would you send that out there? But everything that you've ever bought of any significance started with an initial conversation, not a cold call, but an initial conversation based on research, relevance, and relationships. And how to do that research and how to show up on a prospect's radar with something immediately relevant and immediately valuable where they're more than likely to go, wow, that's that's something that I should look into. That's something that's probably worth an initial chat. So sending out initial invitations to a conversation based on research, based on relevance, not worrying about making a sale, but really about serving before selling and helping before pitching. That's the key. And then from the helping conversation, you qualify or disqualify them to see if they're interested and see if they qualify for a sales conversation. I know that in your book, you encourage small business owners to stop doing crap they hate 
uh, to reach buyers. What, what do you mean by that? Yes. So, so many times we have this blanket advice. Everyone needs to write. Back in the age of blogging, when blogging was new and that was sexy, oh, you have to write a blog. You have to write a column. You have to write. So many small business owners go, but David, I, I hate writing. And then we get some other advice. Oh, it's all about speaking. Because Melinda, you're a fantastic speaker. I'm a pretty good speaker. We do speaking to generate leads because it's an awesome one-to-many sales platform. I don't like speaking. I'm afraid of speaking. I don't think speaking is going to work for me. Then we go to technology. Oh, you got to use technology. Technology is amazing. Search engine optimization, you know, social media, got to engineer your website, lead magnets, funnels. If you don't like technology, don't use technology. If you don't love writing, don't use writing. If you don't love uh, speaking, then don't do speaking. If you don't love networking, both online and in person, shaking hands and kissing babies, for heaven's sakes, don't use networking strategies. Pick one thing. And out of all of those things, by the way, I know there's one thing that you actually not only are great at, but that you probably enjoy and double down and triple down on the marketing activities and the lead generation activities that you find easy, effortless, and enjoyable because those are the only ones that will ever be effective. I love it. I love it. All right. So one more question before we go to break. Is texting a good way to follow up with sales leads? I think texting is tricky. Texting, you know, all the texting companies will say, hey, texting is great. Got a 90% plus open rate. Text people. They will get it. I think it depends on how early in the relationship you ask for that cell phone number and you start the texting. I think texting is an earned, it's an earned medium, meaning that you need to build up some familiarity and some trust and some respect for that company who's going to start texting you. You do it too early or you do it too shallow or you ask for the sale uh, before you've really earned the opportunity to ask for the sale. It becomes intrusive. That's where you get those hate texts. Like, who the hell are you? And I'm not going to, this is a family rated show, so I can't say some of the other things that I've gotten back from some texts that were not welcome and not well received. But once you're in a customer or prospect relationship, once that customer recognizes your name, maybe they've even been retargeted. So they visit your website a couple of times. Maybe they subscribe to some things. There, I think texting is the secret sauce because texting can be really, really awesome the open rates and the intimacy and the ability to reply in a format that someone already has in their pocket most of their workday. I love it. I love it. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk more with David Newman, how to get better at sales, especially if you hate sales. Are you ready to become a boss? Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady. Click the button below and take my free boss quiz. This assessment will help you learn your entrepreneur type and find the right business model for you. Get this information about the number one asset in your business. Yeah, that's you. Welcome back to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, your host. And we have been talking about how to get better at sales with David Newman. David, talk to me about the sales process. It is a lot more complicated than it used to be. What, how many aspects should people be trying to really manage in their sales process? Well, the first thing about a sales process is you got to have one, meaning that most entrepreneurs, most small business owners, when you say, well, tell me about your sales process, they're like, every sale rolls out on its own. 
Sometimes it's three touches. Sometimes it's seven touches. Sometimes it takes two weeks. Sometimes it takes two months. So we enforce our own sales cycle, meaning if you're expecting a short sales cycle and you structure your sales process for a short sales cycle, that's what you will get. If you don't put anchors into the process, if you let the prospect kind of run the show and delay and procrastinate and give you all kinds of excuses and stalls, then you will get a long sales process. What's really important is without getting into too much detail, you need to be the leader of that sales conversation. Never leave one conversation without booking the next touch point on the prospect's calendar and keep things moving towards a decision. Our job is not to sell products and services. Our job is to collect decisions and to make those decisions clear and strong and calendarized so that you have a monthly goal and you hit that target. You got a quarterly goal and you hit that target. And that leads to an annual goal for your revenue. And you're going to hit that target. Love it. So what do you think is the best way to drive repeat business and referrals? I think the first thing you need to do is ask. And also every initial sales conversation needs to have renewal and referral baked into the conversation. Don't make this an afterthought. Don't make this a surprise. So let's say that you're doing a project or a program and maybe it's 90 days. Refer to that initial 90 days as our first 90 days together. And then should we decide to continue? Should we go on? Here's what phase two looks like. So people stop doing business with small business owners when the prospect or when the, the client thinks they're finished. If you're always painting a bigger, better future that, hey, there's phase two. Hey, there's more things that we might do together. Hey, let's get this piece of business done. And then here's what you have to look forward to. So literally bake in the renewal conversation and the upselling and cross-selling. We call it upselling and cross-selling. Uh, find other ways to extend that value and start talking about that during the first sales conversation, not waiting until the end. And then similarly with referrals, when we ask for referrals, well, we expect referrals. One of the ground rules of doing business with us is, hey, Melinda, I assume that if we do a fantastic job for you, that you might refer two or three other people in your world who are important to you and that we can serve them in the same way that we're serving you. Would that be fair? Yes, it would. That's a little quick mini talk track. And then now they're thinking, well, who else can I refer? A lot of people think, hey, let's wait until the service is delivered. The peak of their excitement is right after they bought. It is not after the service is delivered. So ask for that referral conversation the moment that you seal the deal. Now, that's actually information I have never heard before. So go after them the minute they buy for the referral. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. Well, wonderful. Well, last question for you, David. Tell me, what is the best business advice you have ever been given? Yeah, this is really, really important. When I was really studying, I had one of my early sales mentors tell me that, David, you are so committed to being a better salesperson. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about being a better salesperson. Be a better person and more sales will happen. Be more caring, be more curious, be more committed to your prospect success. And that advice has stood me in very good stead for over a decade. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, David Newman, for being on this show. Your wonderful new book, Do It Selling, is, is worth a read for sure. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about how to use data to boost your brand. 
Are you ready to shine on a national stage? Join me in Philadelphia, September 21st to the 23rd for Brand In Demand Live. I want to teach you how to become a national sought after brand in your field. It's time for you to take the spotlight that you deserve. Thanks for listening to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with Melinda Emerson. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday for more fantastic information and interviews. You can find more sources and small business success strategies by visiting Melinda's website, succeedasyourownboss.com. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.